you for joining us for another episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane of Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host here, Karen Swim. She is the leader of the pack at Solo PR Pro. I'm trying to figure out how many ways I can say that. <laughs> hey, Karen, how are you today? I am hot and steamy, Michelle. How are you? Uh, yeah, you, me, and everybody else around the world. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, it's summer. We're not shoveling snow. So I have to keep telling myself that I'm not shoveling anything. So we're not shoveling. So we're all having a very, very warm summer season. So hang in there, folks. Um, hope everybody has cooling mechanisms. Yes. Yes. Seriously. Thank goodness for air conditioning is all I can say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Glad not to be in the UK right now. Air conditioning. What? Mm-hmm. I know. Poor, you know, it's funny because I, not funny, funny, but I saw some tweets sort of um, poking fun at the people in the UK, like, yeah, the heat wave. And, you know, they were pointing back to, but I, you know, this is no joke. And it was similar to what people used to say, you know, I'm from California and everybody would be like, it's rain. And yeah, it's rain. But when you have a ton of rain and you don't have the infrastructure to support that rain, it could be a problem as we've seen in places like Texas. So let's not make fun of people in the UK for (laughs) it being super hot because although you experience those temperatures routinely, it is a problem. It's a crisis there. Oh, Not yeah. mention if you you know want to go read any of the climate scientists, I highly encourage it because there's a lot of things that are going on that oh yeah can't be poo pooed away. So nope, nope, not at all, not okay. at all. It's <laughs> but hey, our programming. <laughs> but on the bright side, <laughs> yeah. Speaking we're, of things that we see on social media. <laughs> social media. So yeah, today we're going to talk about some things. What's the latest on the gram? What's going on with Facebook? Is Elon going to get out of buying Twitter? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly what we're talking about, but those are great no. topics. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, so we're just going to kind of, you know, talk a little bit about what we've been seeing changes that are happening on the platforms that many of us um, use uh, with our client work or even in, in our research or, you know, how we go about our day. I thought the one interesting thing, I don't know how many of our listeners delve too deeply into Google ads, but making their ads creative are the owner of a solo shop and you've been thinking about using it for yourself Mm-hmm. Or if some of your clients are very small businesses, it's really cool to know that that's now an option for you and you can really dig in there and, and have it not be too supremely daunting for you. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to delve into the social ads a little bit more in another episode coming up. Yeah, yes, we promise because it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot for sure. <laughs> So, yeah. And another cool thing. Okay. Pet major pet peeve in the world of Twitter that you can't edit your tweets. Now, don't get excited because this is not me saying that you can now edit your tweets because you still can't edit your tweets. But you can unmention yourself now in a thread, which uh, I don't know how I feel about this. It's a little weird. I mean, I could see if you 
have responded to something and it devolves into a major mess that you yeah. just don't want your handle associated with anymore. Unmentioning yeah. is fine. You know, the way that I see that particular feature is that, and, and we're seeing this on LinkedIn as well, is that it's giving some control back to users about how they are utilizing content. So we see things like people tagging people, not because they want to have a real conversation or engage them or actually engage their expert opinion, but it's a tactic to go more viral and to get, you know, to amplify your your content using someone else. Or if it's a topic that you don't agree with or find objectionable, I think this particular feature is really helpful because it does give you, again, control over your brand. So I agree, like, give us the edit button already. Like, why is it so hard for us to get that? Um, That would be useful. But I do like, I I, I do like and understand particular feature. Yeah, it could, it can definitely come in handy. Uh, my only concern is when it's like proof of life of a bad actor kind of thing. It's like, oh, you just unmentioned yourself. Now I can no longer point to the fact that you were being abusive or harassing. So we'll see how it plays out because it, it definitely has its pros. Um, but I wouldn't be a good PR pro if I didn't look at the cons. <laughs> but yeah, it will definitely be interesting to see how that plays out for everyone. I agree. But, you know, here's the thing about that I mentioned feature, too, and you brought up a good point. Let us hope that there are other mechanisms um, that prevent abuse and misinformation. This is a true battle that has many heads and it, it takes a lot of effort. But but on that issue of abuse, imagine if you are being harassed or being abused or stalked. And I've seen this happen with, um, you know, personal stories from solo PR pros that had to watch their social media use because of stalkers. And that person is including you in tweet threads. Mm -hmm. That would be horrifying. So to be able to unmention yourself, I think does give you a level of control that I I think is a good move. It's, It's one of it, it might be one of the better things that Twitter's done. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's done things we don't like. Oh, wait. Yeah, we will talk about that. <laughs> yeah, the jury's still out as to whether someone's going to buy them or not. We'll see. I'll stick with General yeah. Hospital for my soap operas. <laughs> and it's funny, as we were prepping this episode um, about a week ago, I believe, um, yeah. we were prepping this episode the Twitter story has changed like three times <laughs> since then. So, and you know, latest headlines are, you know, Elon Musk could potentially go to jail if he doesn't comply with the Twitter lawsuit. So just for you know, everyone in the room, in case you've just been blocking out all the noise, Elon Musk was going to purchase Twitter. Elon Musk decided not to purchase Twitter. Twitter said that they're going to sue Elon Musk for not purchasing them. And Elon Musk, I think is probably going to sue them back. And the whole thing is a big mess. And now, now I hear that his internal camp is fighting over his fortune and it's just all a giant mess. But bottom line, it looks like it's forced by the courts. Uh, Twitter will not be purchased by Elon Musk. That is, that is as of this very moment in time, Elon, just go buy an Island like Richard Branson did and have some fun. 
Except, yeah, Richard Branson did buy an island and he's having some fun. But some other billionaires have bought islands and really isolated all of the local people by bringing in jet fetters and rich people and making it unaffordable for the islanders that live there. So that is true. That brings, yeah, that brings to mind a whole other like, did you ever go on an all inclusive vacation? I'm like, no, that's like a gentrification vacation. No, thank you. And I'm not getting on a boat to get there. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I get them on a boat to go somewhere right about now. <laughs> well, so we, maybe. we sort of alluded to LinkedIn. Let's talk about a few of those changes. So, you know, it's what's happening. And I know the PR pros know this is that we're in the era of the copycat. Every social media platform is doing what every other social media platform is doing. And so we see them all starting to look very similar. Interestingly enough, though, I find that even with every channel offering what every other channel offers, not every channel does it well. And there still does seem to be a differentiation in the audiences. So in some ways, I think some of these features are smart because, you know, Clubhouse came along and it exploded. Um if y'all don't remember Clubhouse, it still exists apparently, what? but that neat little audio tool where it was no photos, no videos, no text. It was just all talk. And it was a beautiful thing until it wasn't. <laughs> and so one of the things that LinkedIn is now incorporating um, following Clubhouse's lead is this real-time captions. So they're allowing that for um, audio discussions. and. So it's, you know, I don't know if it's been officially announced yet, but it it's going to, you know, it real-time captions is coming. And then also the URL display option. So I don't know if everybody has this yet or not. And it's probably a long overdue feature where you can add a link to the top of your profile that directs uh, visitors to your website. So I think PR pros will welcome that feature. I, you know, again, when you think of LinkedIn, it's, it's not, it's still a site where professional people connect. And by and large, many of those professional people are actually employed. So I don't think that that's maybe as important to somebody who's employed unless they are in the market for a job and you, they want to lead you to their personal website. But um, we creators will welcome that particular feature. Yeah, that's very true for those of us who manage LinkedIn pages on behalf of clients. Absolutely. I just looked, I do not yet have it. Well, I think you have to be in creator mode. Oh, okay. I'll take and a look. So it's only available if you're using creator mode and then okay. it's rolled out later. And I love later because later mm. could be next year. It could be 2020. Four. I don't know. Time is but a concept right now. Yeah, no, that's very true. But it's funny what you say about the audio, just, you know, pure audio. I don't know if you've noticed on your Twitter mobile app, they have that now. I saw this little flash of something on the top of my mobile Twitter app. I'm like, oh, it's like an audio, almost like spaces, but I think it's all audio. I have not yet clicked because I thought I don't need more noise in my life. Yeah, yet. Twitter also, um, so... By the way, we also have a Twitter community on 
we have a Twitter community. It's part of the spaces program kind of, but it's a place. And I've, I've invited a bunch of people. If you want in on that Twitter community, just, you know, you can tweet me at Karen swim on Twitter. Um, or you can tweet our solo PR pro account at solo PR on Twitter, and we can add you in there. We haven't done much with it, but we figured we'd grab it while it was freshly being rolled out and then figure out um, how to best deploy that. Cause we're, we're looking at all the different ways that we can mm-hmm. allow our community to have discussions as well. So yeah, it, again, lots of, and I think, you know, as you pointed out, it's like we as PR pros, we do this on behalf of clients and we know for sure that clients don't have time to keep up with all of these changes, but we also don't have time to keep up with all of these changes. And some of the features that are being rolled out, it's like, that's nice, but we're really, I don't think that we could say that for most of us, are we utilizing every single feature that a platform has to offer? Probably not. Probably not. No. So at some point, it just becomes like a whole bunch of extra distraction. I agree. I agree. And and also, you have to look at it through the lens of even when you're choosing a social channel for your clients, you know, do we yeah. need this? Do, is, does this serve their end goal? Blah, blah, blah. Now, I think another theme that colors every single channel is that we are seeing real fatigue. And so we are looking at people that are just overwhelmed with information in a way that they have never been before. Mm -hmm. And so the amount of information is incredible and people are tired. People are taking real breaks away from all of it because it's just too much in these times. So the social media channels belatedly, and I don't believe it's necessarily a response to you know, the pandemic, but just in giving users more control. I know that politics has definitely influenced some of these decisions that they're giving some control back to users over the content that they can see. So on LinkedIn, they did a big, you know, algorithm change, which, you know, makes it a little bit harder for your content to be seen, but they're giving people more control over their newsfeed. And they're also, um, you can report unwanted content and you can also report unwanted authors and they're trying to make it less political. And, you know, that makes sense to me because politics is very divisive and on a job networking kind of career professional site, that's the last thing you want. Right. And so I, we're seeing that also on meta and, you know, some of the other channels as well, where there's just more ability for you to control what and how you see things. No, that that's very true. And it's an excellent point. LinkedIn is certainly not the place to espouse political views. That's, can we just have one water cooler that's just about the nerdy stuff, the things about our jobs and our professions? <laughs> can we have one zone? I have to say LinkedIn has changed. And I'm not going to blame the platform. I will just blame human beings because Mm -hmm. we ruin things where (laughs) there's a lot of scammy things that happen there as well. And, and again, it's all about, and so I think one of the messages is PR pros that we have really have to internalize and understand is that 
number one, it's set the right expectations with your clients. Um, Live by that old saying of don't put all your eggs in one basket because relying on a single tactic is not smart. And also I think it makes you do things out of desperation to make it work. The reality is, is that it is harder to get seen these days and you may not get the same amount of eyeballs or ear gates that you used to get. That does not mean that it's not successful. So it it means that we should be doubling down on being super intentional, super purposeful about our content, very, very targeted in our audience, going where our audience really is and giving them the types of information that is of interest to them. It was easy in the earlier days of social media to, I don't want to say be lazy, but it was a little less work. Um, And even with media, it was a little less work, but media sites are also contending with fewer people tuning into their content. Their, Their numbers are down. They're just down. It doesn't mean that it's a terrible tactic. It doesn't mean that no one's reading or watching or listening. It just means the numbers are down because people are tired and we have such a broad landscape of content that you can't expect it to be the same. It's very um, spread out right now. So even us, you know, we have a podcast, but we're not the only podcast. And, you know, by the way, if you have a blog, you know, everybody may not be tuning into your blog posts like they used to because they've got podcasts and blog posts and YouTube and TikTok. And it's just, there's so many places to go that of course, on one particular channel, you may not see the same kind of traction. No, I mean, I love that you say that because it's, you know, as as a PR pro, as a marketer, you can consider that with any vehicle you choose. I mean, direct mail is a great example, right? You can fine tune the audience that's going to receive your direct mail piece. It's going to go straight to them, much like a targeted Facebook or LinkedIn ad. Now, if you only get like a 2% return, that may sound horrible, but within that 2%, it's a good number, a good number of service buying, you know, engaged people that turn into customers or clients or whatever you're looking to do. So, you know, you don't need to be the next viral sensation. You want to play the long game and do the sustainable thing. So really, as you consider using social media for yourself or for your clients, you know, keep that in mind and and don't get discouraged. It's just ever changing and like you said, it used to be so simple back at the beginning of, of social media. You know, we kind of all got, oh, look, there's a new thing with X. And we all found out at the same time and we all talked about it. And it was just so much more simple. But I mean, look at TV shows. There are people I saw someone the other day that said they're finally watching The Office. Um, May I confess that I still haven't seen the show? Um, Because it's so easy to put things off and to get to it when you get to it and when you can fit it into your schedule. So you're right, you know, social media as an event kind of thing is sort of over. You know, we we went through a lot of big things together in social media. Um, I remember the A-Rap Spring, the, you know, the death of Michael Jackson was the first big, coming together on social thing that, you know, comes to mind for me. But now, you know, things like the war on Ukraine, yeah, for a moment, you know, you had a concentrated group of people that were tuned into it, but 
streams move quickly. Some people have moved on from that, even though the war is still raging. And it's different. It's very different today because we, you know, we we have other things that have come along like streaming that's kind of conditioned us to um, on-demand content. We're, right. We know we don't have to, it's, we've moved from appointment TV and appointment social yeah. on-demand when yeah. we want to consume it. You know, you can always go and find an article, even if, you know, it was, it's three weeks later because now you feel like reading it. So I agree. It's the long tail. And, you know, you, you mentioned about that, that targeting. And so I think of that as like the micro influencer approach. Right. And we right. talked about this among our solo PR mm-hmm. pros that it's not going after the big influencers, it's not going after quantity. It's going after quality, the micro influencers that have a much smaller audience, but that audience is listening. They're engaged. And more importantly, the influencer has actual influence. So people actually take that content, that information, and they act on it. Um, That's really important. And that's where we can really move the needle. And I think having that micro-influencer mindset when it comes to social makes a lot of sense these days. Yeah. I mean, I've, I have long preached. It's like, I don't care if your face, your Facebook page has 2 million likes, how many of those people are actually putting money in your account? You know, it it really doesn't matter. That's just, you know, a vanity number. So yeah. So, well, we hope today we've dropped some nuggets that you might not have. We can't let you one more. There's one more. I mean, there's a few more. (laughs) You can't leave our audience without talking about TikTok. TikTok. Sorry. Oh my goodness. Don't don't make me sing the song. So we'll see where that whole thing goes. But TikTok, (laughs) you know, TikTok, TikTok for me replaced Instagram as my happy place because Ah. I didn't have to talk. I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was play a video, discover a new artist, sing a new song, try a new dance, or just listen. And it it was a beautiful thing. So I was TikToking like television. Like I would spend hours just TikToking. <laughs> but TikTok, and, and you can you can argue whether or not it's jumping the shark because once <laughs> the oldsters <laughs> get involved <laughs> and the marketers there goes the happy place. But TikTok is emerging as an important business channel. So we're seeing, Agreed. we're seeing brands, we're seeing celebrities, we're seeing small businesses, we're seeing PR pros create content on the platform. And so there's a, a rhythm to that too, because TikTok, like everybody else, changed their algorithm. Because I think the social media channels are always looking for a way to kind of democratize access in a way yeah. and not just have the top, you know, viral people, which, you know, which means that all the top viral people keep looking for ways to be top viral people. And lucky for us, those top viral people are all too happy to go on YouTube and share all of their tips, or they have a nifty difty course that you can sign up for to show you how to do exactly what they do. But um, <laughs> we do have some guides. So, you know, there's a mix of long form content and, you know, they also made it easier to create longer videos. So yeah, if that's true. your client has an audience there, I would yeah. definitely, you know, consider, you know, playing around with TikTok. And I think TikTok, you know, is one of those social media channels. If you don't have the resources to be there, I do believe, you know, 
like so many of the channels, you could safely ignore it. Go where you're going to have the biggest ROI. Yeah. But if you're looking for a way to shake it up and to do something different and to reach people in a different way, it is a space that I think, especially now, because it's so early on in terms of the marketing aspect of it, where you can take some chances. It doesn't have to be perfect. And you could play around with it, see what your audience likes um, and incorporate that into your into your communication strategies. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. You know, I've, I've thought about a couple of clients that it might be appropriate for because guess where I mostly watch TikTok videos when they're shared on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, but that does mean it reaches a cross section of people. And, and like you say, if done well, not that you have to hire a major studio, but I think it is a great way to be seen and have people learn more about you and what you have to offer, which is really what it's all about. At least from the point of view, or just having a giggle, because we all, goodness knows, we need giggles. Well, and honestly, I've seen, you know, there's um, there's a couple PR pros that I've actually seen that use TikTok to share PR information, and so yeah. they're not, you know, they're not dancing, they're not singing, there's no dogs, there's no cats, it's just them, and they're being helpful. Yeah, and I thought, huh, it's a way to go. <laughs> how about it? Hey, how about that? <laughs> I'm not doing it for the gram. I'm rocking it for the talk or something like that. <laughs> All right. Everyone's cringing now, including me. <laughs> well, now that we've gotten TikTok in there, I apologize for trying to cut it way too short. I've got summer brain apparently, but we do. Thank you. We hope you've had some giggles today and we hope that you've gleaned some interesting information or gotten a little bit inspired to shake up your social media game. Uh, please do check in with us at soloprpro.com. We would love to hear from you. And until next time, thank you for listening to That Solo Life. <laughs>